As you've said, you've been to every town in America, over 10,000 people at least once, which if they have a Walmart, Jason's been there. <laughs> the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 290. While it's certainly grand, the Grand Canyon is actually not the deepest canyon in the world. In fact, it's not even the deepest canyon in the United States. That would be Hell's Canyon on the border of Oregon and Idaho, which is a whole half mile deeper. Still, it may not be the deepest, but it is something you cannot miss. There are so many amazing places in this world that making this list of the most beautiful places I have ever been was excruciatingly hard. And you're going to find out in this episode, there's some I even forget about. We have to throw them in and honorable mentions. There's all that stuff going on because it is almost impossible to pick the most beautiful places that you've ever been. Now, I said almost impossible because it's certainly possible. And we did it in this episode and we're going to reveal them all the way down into the number one. But one of the things that is not hard for me at all when I decide to go traveling is figuring out what I'm going to pack in. And that's because every trip that I take, no matter how long I'm going, whether it be for a couple days, whether it be for a couple months, warm weather, cold weather, does not matter. I'm always packing in just a carry-on, and I'm always packing in my Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. So if you are looking for the best travel backpack out there, one that you can take all over the world and yet is still just carry-on size, so you never have to pay those pesky checked bag fees or anything like that, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sher, and joining me today is a man who has held almost every single job out there, including acting as a daddy daycare today. My co-host, good friend, host of the Zero to Travel Podcast, Mr. Jason Moore. Thrilled to be back here, Trav. Yeah, I guess I was doing a little daddy daycare today. That's true. My uh, my wife's gone. I got my daughter uh, by myself for the first time. I'm a big boy now. So <laughs> you are, and we had to push back our our podcasting because I was getting text messages that was saying not really ready to podcast yet, <laughs> or saying I'm trying to put my daughter down, and then you send me a video, and it was her up moving around playing with toys and saying, not going so well yet. Let's <laughs> yeah, record dude, in a little bit. She just wanted to so, party, you know? She wants to party. <laughs> she just wants to be part of the podcast. Who can blame her? I mean, people listening are like, yeah, well, well, of course she wants to be part of the podcast. So if you guys are listening to this show, really quickly, we have a, it's, it's a very special type of show that we're doing today because this is part of a menage a trois of podcasts that we are doing about the prettiest places in the world. So in this 
episode on Extra Pack of Peanuts, Jason and I are counting down from number 10 all the way down to number one. Each of us has picked five places that we consider the most beautiful places that we have ever been. But you know us. We couldn't pick just five places. There's actually a list of 20, 10 each. And the first part of this show we did over on the Zero to Travel podcast. So you can get that by going to zerototravel.com. You can find the Zero to Travel podcast, obviously, the same places that you can find the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. So we highly recommend, Jay, that they go check out the first part of this show, the prequel to this show, over at Zero to Travel, because we counted down from 20 down to number 11 on your podcast, the Zero to Travel podcast. Yeah, please do. we just coming off that recording. We're fired up. So if you listen to the Zero to Travel podcast first, welcome caravan listeners. And I'm really excited to get to this top five here. And we like to break this up sometimes just because it's fun to kind of jump from one podcast to the next. And, you know, builds a little suspense, right? Like... You got to check them all out. And we, we said, even if you don't speak French, you probably know Menage a Trois is three. So you're like, wait a second. You just mentioned this podcast, Zero to Travel. Oh, yeah. Guess what? There's a third. <laughs> In case you don't know, Jason and I co-host a, po- a weekly podcast called Location Indie, where we talk about the location independent lifestyle. So a lot of that is wrapped up around travel, how to build a business that'll sustain you so that you can travel, live and work anywhere on in the world. So that means we we dish out business advice. We talk to you about how to build these businesses and the work-life balance and all that. But we also talk a ton about travel. So we thought, all right, we're going to give you the 20 most beautiful places that we've been, but we're full of wanderlust, as are most people listening. What about the most beautiful places that we want to go? So our bonus episode is over on the Location Indie podcast, and those are the top 16 most beautiful places that we want to go to that we haven't been to yet. So eight each. You can check that out, locationindie.com, as well as finding Location Indie podcast, wherever podcasts live. And we should mention the Location Indie community right now, only open to new members two or three times a year. And if you're listening live, it is now open. September 25th through September 29th, 2017, we are accepting new members to the Location Indie community. So if you're someone who's like, hey, I want to build a business or I, or I want to work on my own or freelance, or I want to find a way to make an income stream that allows me to continue to travel more and have this life of freedom and location independence and financial independence and time independence you might want to check out the Location Indie community. And again, you can only get in a few times a year. So that is open right now, today. You could sign up and become the very next member of the Location Indie community. Speaking of beautiful, I mean, beautiful is the theme theme today. What a bunch of beautiful people we have in that community. I love dipping into Location Indie and just getting to connect with people there on on a deeper level around all of this location independent lifestyle business stuff and we can all geek out on travel and all of that stuff and, and really help each other out and you know they say or somebody said a rising tide lifts all boats i think it's jfk maybe that was his quote i'm not sure but uh, anyway it's true you get around people you get energized um and that's our goal today here too with this podcast to energize you to get you ready i know travis and i certainly we're, um, we're energized coming off the last recording over at the Zero to Travel podcast, talking about these beautiful places and doing our little walk down memory lane. And now I'm so excited to hear Travis's top five, and I'm sure he's anxious to hear mine. Um, I certainly am. But as we mentioned in your podcast, a list would not be a list 
without honorable mentions. And one of the funny things that happened when we recorded our 20 through 10, the, what we just got done recording over at Zero to Travel, was that some of the places that I forgot about started being sparked in my mind. And so I was like, wait, how did this not make my list? So what we're going to do is, well, at least I am. I think you probably have some honorable mentions too, Jay. We're going to throw you guys a few honorable mentions, ones that we forgot about when we were making our list, but have to be mentioned when we're talking about most beautiful places in the world. And I'm going to throw a few at you. And Jay, I'm, I see you looking at a map there, pondering. So I'll give you a second to ponder some of your honorable mentions here. And I got four that I completely, completely forgot about. And some of these would have certainly been in my top 10 and bumped some of the other ones off if I'd remembered. One of those is the Grand Canyon. Um, again, the theme for me when I'm talking about most beautiful places was, did my jaw drop like figuratively and literally when I saw this? And Grand Canyon, I, I'd only, I've only been to, it was only two years ago, less than two years ago. So all my life, I grew up hearing about the Grand Canyon. And I heard both sides, Jay. I heard, oh, it's really amazing. You got to go. It's beautiful. And then I heard some people like, yeah, it's kind of overrated. So I was... I was in that camp of man, it might it might be cool, but I've seen a lot of cool stuff. And when we when I got that first glimpse of it, for real, one of the few times in my life my jaw was actually open, and I thought, oh, whoa, this is whoever saying this is overrated is an idiot. And I don't even I can I don't feel bad saying that at all. It was incredible. So the Grand Canyon, one of my honorable mentions. Um, another that was on my list and somehow got deleted was Cape Town, South Africa. I, it's it's the prettiest city I have ever been to, for sure. And we took a helicopter ride above Cape Town and getting to see it from above. And, you know, you're right there on the tip. And then you see the soccer stadium and you see Table Mountain and you see Lion's Head and you see, you know, the city down right along the beach. It's crazy awesome. And the hike up Table Mountain is also very awesome. So Cape Town, South Africa. I'm going to let you sneak in here. I've got two more, but I, I'm going to let you sneak in. Do you have any honorable mentions? Well, you snuck one in there. Uh, the Grand Canyon and Yosemite. Or I, I got a couple there, you know, just going back to the national parks. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, you'll hear something I tried to do um, that Travis did not allow. Um, no, but if I could have, I would have included all of the national parks, I think, in the United States because they're... Um, there's so many great Jason places. Jason doesn't yeah, just I, try to break the rules. You try to obliterate the rules. <laughs> All the national parks was going to be one of your answers. All the national totally. parks. Um, We're talking about hundreds and of thousands of acres yes, of land was yes. going to be all encapsulated in, into, into one, one answer. Um, you know, I've, like for my honorable mentions, you know, we've been doing these places all around the world. But um, just for fun, I'm going to kick them all in America. So I got the Grand Canyon. I've got Yosemite. I've got the Upper Peninsula in a Mich in Michigan, highly underrated area. And um, I'd say the San Juan Islands in the Pacific Northwest. All good answers. My other two, uh, staying in the Pacific Northwest for one of them, was the interior of British Columbia. The drive between... So Banff and Jasper National Parks are insanely awesome. But I thought even better than that was the drive between Banff National Park and Vancouver. Because we took this wrong turn. We were supposed to be on Highway 5. And for some reason, we took a turn on the Highway 5A, like the old Highway 5, I guess. It was the best wrong turn mistake we've ever made incredible up and down these rolling 
green hills, lakes just sitting there that you're like, does anyone live here? What would it like? There's no one around who owns this. Can I own this? Can I just live on this? Like, is anyone going to know if I plop a houseboat down in the middle of this lake? It was incredible. And we had a Japanese friend with us. And when I say that his face was like, hang, he was literally hanging out the windows because we didn't have any, any air conditioning in that car. Pretty brutal in the middle of August, but hanging out the windows gaping at this thing like i can't believe i'm seeing this so the interior of bc and and getting out towards vancouver awesome and then my last one and this i i I can't even call it an honorable mention it's on my list um we're not to number five yet but this is 5a uh yangshao in china and this made me feel like i was in the movie jurassic park so you have all the karst mountains and and the landscape and you come down the the um the Lee River and all, and you're just, it's just these crazy cool karst mountains and lush vegetation, and we were biking through this area that didn't see that many tourists, and it, it some of the pictures we have, you know, it I feel like I'm in a different world. It felt like I was somewhere completely foreign and completely different. So my 5A, Yangshao in China. So I, I, it's, I can't say it's an honorable mention because, dude, it's on the list. It, it's awesome. Um, getting to the list, you're number five, Jay. Guests get the best. Guests get to go first. So what is your number the, five? The best would be that I would finish on number one. But uh, no, no, no. Well, I'm we kidding. can do that. Hey, I, you make the rules, my <laughs> friend. Guests get the best. Um, okay, so this is a place that I had wanted to go for an incredibly long time. And I think, I don't even think it was a place that I ever considered before I started traveling. But then once I took that first trip overseas at 24 years old, and I was like, oh, wow, this is a thing. And I was meeting all these people that were doing it and they were traveling all over the world. And I'm like, okay, um, maybe this is like a place I could actually go uh, because I hadn't even thought that it could be in the realm of my reality. And you know how it is. I mean, and if you're everybody's listening to the show knows like once you sort of open up your mind and once you travel that first time or you get that bug and you open up your mind, you're like, wait a minute. Um, there's like so many places in the world and it's all like actually it's a pan. Yeah, it's like a it's Pandora's pretty box, doable. right? Like you open the door. Right. And that's why when people say, oh, well, you got the travel order. So you get out of your system. Are you done? I'm like, uh, listen, <laughs> if I like travel at like a, a 50 when I started, it's like at a 500 yeah, yeah. now because now I know I of right. all these other places I never knew existed that I totally. have to get to. Um, so I started looking into this place and then... I didn't make it right away or quickly enough. And then like a civil war broke out and then it was off limits for quite a long time. Um, it wasn't off limits, but it was, it didn't seem worth it. Finally, things settled down, got back to normal. And just three years ago, I finally made it to Nepal. I, I didn't know what country you're talking about. That's interesting. I was like, South yeah. Sudan, civil war. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. There was like a, a, a I don't, I guess we called it civil. I mean, it was a Maoist uprising, and yeah, it was a civil war. Um, so it was quite dangerous to go to for a while, though. I'm sure some people listening somewhere went during this time. I don't know, but um, you could still go. But it was a little anyway. It took me a long time to get there, but I finally fulfilled my dream. And Travis, it did not disappoint. Um, I've always wanted to go trekking in Nepal. 
shameless plug here, I even did ended up doing a whole 16-part podcast series on the trip called Trekking Nepal, Your Adventure Guide. I couldn't help myself when I was there with my wife. I just started recording because we had this guide and he was just this beautiful man. And we started talking to him and learning all about his country. And I was like, I got to record all this. So I started recording all this and sharing it and made this podcast series about it. So if you're interested, you could check it out anyway. That's how that's how nerds know they, they really love a place when they make a 16-part <laughs> podcast series about it. That's awesome. How much did you love it? Oh, well, I recorded 16 episodes worth of audio from one place. <laughs> totally. I mean, getting to walk in the high Himalaya, we did the Manaslu trek. And I just remember one day looking up and seeing um, like the mountains in the background were up in the high Himalayas and in the foreground was like a smaller mountain and on it was this monastery that was like this quintessential like Tibetan Buddhist monastery, monks walking around and, and it was like, wow, is this real? Like this is what you see on TV, you know, this is what you imagine and we ended up having... Um, like yak butter tea with these monks and this other, you know, monastery that we were invited into. And this place looked like, I mean, they had old like plates broke. I mean, like you, you would have thought you were on like some kind of movie set, but it was, it was real life. It was like what movies made off of was, was this actual, you know, these actual places. Um, and, uh, just the people, the nature, the culture, there's so many wonderful things about Nepal. Uh, it could be higher on the list, but that's my number five. If people are intrigued or interested in Nepal, by the way, I know a guy who did a 16-part audio series on Nepal. So go check it out, Trekking Nepal with Jason Moore. My number five is Coder Montenegro. And this is one of those that we talked about. Not only is the place stunningly beautiful, but also the experience only enhanced its beauty. And we had one of the best days we've ever had traveling, Heather and I. Long story short, we climbed up this hill, not hill, basically mountain that overlooked Coder Bay. We had been given a tip by Francis Tapon, awesome, awesome travel writer, uh, phenomenal book called The Hidden Europe, which is one of my favorite books out there. And he said, go through this little window. Like You'll get to the top and you'll see there's like a little window thing. Climb up, go through it, go to the backside. And it's and like no one ever goes there. And there's a little church down there. And I slept there for a few days. And we did that. We saw a sign that led us to a house of people who didn't speak English who tried to sell us goat cheese. And we ended up drinking rakia for like an hour and a half. This guy got me really drunk on homemade rakia and gave Heather um, freshly squeezed pomegranate juice that he was squeezing like from his garden right then. Crazy, crazy day. Coder Montenegro though, but this, this like going up above the city and, and you'll see it there. It's, it's like a walking path. You, you'll see it when you're looking up this, this, medieval wall that I keep saying medieval. I just assume everything old is medieval, right? Uh, this medieval wall that is up there that, that you can just follow up along and have the most like stunning views of the bay itself. And I had never gone to Norway when I've been there at this point, but I remember saying to you, Jay, this is what I imagine Norway and the fjords to look like because the coastline of Montenegro is so different than the coastline of Croatia, which is mostly beachy. Um, and then you just, you know, you pop down a little bit and all of a sudden you have the mountains kind of running right down into the coast and stuff. It's it's pretty stunning. So um, Coder Montenegro, my number five. My number four is 
something that I was flip flopping again. I even just like literally minutes ago, I was like, eh, the, I mean, let's face hey, look, it. Look, everyone, it's John Kerry's flip flopping. <laughs> oh, political discussion. <laughs> let's I don't even know if John Kerry's a flip flopper. Just label <laughs> that was a, like an old political reference. Um, obviously, like we're talking about our top 20 most beautiful places that we've been in the world. So like, I think we could both probably say that anything on our list can be number one. Well, really quickly about that. Did you have any tiers? Like my top four, my, my top three, I knew right away were my top three. Like these were bona fide top three. They might've switched amongst each other, but my top three, and then the fourth one was a little below it. And then everything else was, a little bit of a gap. Did you have anything like that? It's a great question. And no, I didn't feel like I had any tears. I really felt honestly like I'm like, oh, all these places could, oh, this was so hard to get these orders. And we're we're joking because we take this so seriously. Is it like nobody listening to this is taking it as seriously as we are, which is the funny thing. But anyway, we hope you're having fun nonetheless. (laughs) I'm going to cut to the chase. My number four, the Kalalau Trail in Kauai. In Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii is a spectacular state and island. And I was fortunate uh, some years ago to spend a month there. So uh, did did this whole deal where I got the, you know, I had was coming off like this tour. So I had all these points. So I got like free flights uh, there for my girl at the time and myself. And we got two inner island flights for free. And so really, I was at the pay I was for say, it was a like, month in Hawaii. Yeah. That, I was going to say, like, how did you pull that? That's that's pretty spectacular. That's a dream des- yeah, destination so all, and expensive too. Totally. All the free flights and we rented a car. Um, and what I did is I bought like like a styrofoam cooler and we brought all our camping stuff and we we would camp like on the beaches or in the parks or whatever. And then there were a couple like random accommodations we stayed in. Like once this, it was like this A-frame like tent type thing that you could rent that was really cheap. There were all these like really cheap packs in Hawaii, you know? And then what we would do is after camping like three or four nights, if we were like, all right, let's get a hotel now, we would just go on Expedia or something like that and find like a reasonably priced hotel. And then at the end, we use points to get like a super dope hotel. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Travel hacking for the win. <laughs> but it was great because you'd sleep on the beach and, and you're like, well, you don't really need to shower that much because you're going to the beach and there's showers on the beach. You know what I mean? So it's like, Ah, uh, wake up, open the tent, like, hey, my room's on the beach, and now I'm going to jump in the water and go snorkeling, and that's like the first thing I'm going to do. It was awesome. Anyway, um, have you heard about the Kalalau Trail? I have I have not, and I've never been to Hawaii either, which is shocking to me to actually say, and that needs to be remedied ASAP. Yeah, so um, there is this trail that runs... Um, along these dramatic cliffs. Um, and it's, I think it's 11 miles. Now, unfortunately we, we tried a couple times to do the whole trail, but, uh, we were repeatedly turned back because it got like part of it got washed out. Some people we talked to got by and, you know, you think like, Oh, well we can get by. We walked about two miles in, but it's like, like slick mud and that's like packed, like sort of clay slippery. And you got to these sections and it was like, I mean, you, you, 
you'd have to put like one foot in front of the other. And like, if you did it wrong, you would die type of thing. So like people were doing it, but we weren't going to do it. You know, it wasn't worth it. So we only made it like two miles in, but um, you can also do a boat tour if you don't want to do the hike um, where you see the cliffs from the outside. So we did some of the hike and then we also did a trip where we could see the cliffs along the way. But this hike leads to this, this beach that's secluded and a friend of mine, when he was on like a two year around the world trip, I think he lived there even for like a while. Like there's like supposedly there's like old Vietnam vets living like out in the, the woods there somewhere. Um, anyway, not a bad place to live if you if you're a Vietnam vet and you're living for free. I could think of worse places than Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, this particular beach, though, like 11 miles in, like down the Kalalau Trail and then you end up at this beach and. I mean, it's just stunning the whole way, but I guess... How do they get food? I mean, they grow uh, they their own food and stuff? bring it in, and yeah. there's people maybe Hike back out gardens. every once in a while. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but um, anyway... Sounds like we need to get to the bottom of this, my yeah. friend. I think we need to do this 11-mile hike in. Hawaii in general, but um, yeah, that's uh, just a spectacular place. Nice, nice. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. Um, I mentioned that I had tears, and my... My top four, I'm, I'm actually, I said there was a little gap between number three and number four. I, maybe not. The, the top four were hands down my top four in, in some order. And they are the order that, that I think they deserve to be in when I sat there and moved them around. But like you, sometimes I don't have big gaps. But this, for me, this was a gap. Like these were the four and they were going to be, one of them was going to be number one and they're going to be in some sort of order. My number four is... Bagan in Myanmar. And when I said that something in the previous podcast on Zero to Travel, I, I mentioned that that Anchor Wat had been knocked off my list and how lucky I was because it was absolutely amazing. And four or five years ago, it would have been my number one spot. Now it's not even on the list. But the reason being Bagan and seeing the temples in Bagan, a similar type thing to Angkor Wat, except way less touristed because it's in Myanmar. It's only been open to tourists for the last four or five years. And it's just a huge complex of, I think, over 2,200 temples. So you take these, I mean, you could do it anyway, but you, most people take these electric bikes out, and that's what we did, these e-bikes, and you can just go anywhere you want. Like, and it's, you know, when there's not a lot of tourists, it's awesome because you could do whatever you want. And you just go down these paths and you're like, there's a temple out in that field. And it's kind of like a dirt, sandy field type thing, you know. And you go out and you take out these e-bikes and you're bumping around and, you know, they feel like they're going to slide out from you. And then you get to this temple and there's a bunch of temples around it. And there's a few temples that everyone goes to for sunset, which, which we did the one day and it was really cool. But there's... 2200 of them man so we you would pick a temple for sunset or sunrise or whenever you wanted and you would be the only person there and you would just look out as far as the eye could see you're just seeing temples all out in the distance and you're just standing on top of one the only person around um totally isolated it was incredible and heather did a balloon tour it was called balloons over Bagan. only one of us they only had one spot for one person because we booked it too late um could go and she got the best of it, of course, because she was up in the balloon getting to see it. But I still had an awesome time because I then went to this one temple and got to stand there and just watch all these balloons come floating over me. Um, it's it's magical. And it is one of the few places that is really, truly unspoiled right now and will 
probably in five years be similar to like what Angkor Wat was 10 years ago, right? And then five years after that, it'll, you know, it'll just keep becoming more and more busy because it's such an incredible place that if you can get there sooner rather than later, I think it's going to hold a much, it's going to be much more beautiful, hold much more importance, be that much better of a trip if you can get there sooner rather than later going to the temples of Bagan because I've heard they're even going to start to like rail off some of the temples or not allow people to climb on them. Now there's 2,200. There's probably like five people working the whole park. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but sooner rather than later, man, it's, it's, it's awesome. It is really, really stunning. Sounds fantastic. I, uh, I'm getting chills with the way you were describing. It's just thinking about it. Like, uh, and I've seen the pictures with the balloons. I'm pretty sure that's the place that, um, yeah, that's pretty famous, right? With all the hot air balloons and, yeah, well, there's another place that we haven't gone to in Turkey called Cappadocia, um, which like the little gnome spires and, and like the little huts built into those things. So that I haven't been. But yeah, Bagan is obviously popular for balloons as well. Maybe I don't know which one you're thinking of, but yeah, I don't think you could go wrong with either of them. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Got to get there. Um, number three for me, I am a sucker for the good old fashioned American road trip. And um, maybe it's because I road tripped around America for like a decade, literally straight. Um, As you've said, you've been to every town in America, over 10,000 <laughs> people at least once, which if they have a Walmart, Jason's been there. <laughs> I uh, spent many years on the road traveling around the States and traveling overseas in between. But uh, that's why I think, you know, just traveling around by car through the US is is a special thing just like you know doing a hot air balloon over Myanmar or whatever like it, you know it sounds funny but we're from there and I mean, people come from other countries to go to the states so they can road trip to the states because it's like a place that you do a classic American road trip. It's Wait, so is this your number three? So yes, this is, your, this is this, my number oh, three. You're not getting to your number. You're not building to it. Your number three is actually a road trip. No, 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 no. I'm building to it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, I no, was no, going to no. say, I, because I might have to bully you into giving me specific I could say road tripping in the States, trip. but um, it's it's the Pacific Coast Highway. It's the California Coast. or Actually, the whole Pacific Coast Highway up through Oregon. I mean, it's... it's we. You talked about it before. I can't remember now if it was this podcast or the last it, one. It was, it was the zero to, zero okay, to travel, well, not to spoil spoiler. it too much. I We kind of talked about PCH and another awesome drive that you have to listen to that podcast in order mm. to, that's to hear right. that. that actually, yeah, you could go listen to it because that's where the bullying took place, this that so-called Jason bullying. was bullying me on his podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to try to be coming. the bigger man here and not bully you too it's, much. It's all coming full circle. Um, no, there's something special about... Uh, driving down the Pacific Coast Highway, up or down, or whatever you want to say. Um, it is... Either way. If you've done it, you already know. Um, I've just had so many wonderful experiences, like random experiences, too. Like, I've picked up hitchhikers, like, as the driver. I've um, I've been the driver and pulled over once, and, like, we saw this guy. I was with a buddy of mine, and, like, this guy was out on the cliff, like, about to throw his, like, wedding ring out into the ocean because he got divorced. Like, um, I, just, like, all kinds of characters. My buddy and I took a, another buddy, took a, a convertible up once, and then we went to see a a concert and we met a bunch of characters along the way and got invited to a party at like Laura Dern's house or something in Hollywood. Like, I don't know, like there's been all kinds of just random things that have happened on that drive because it's just such a unique sort of eclectic mix of, um, 
people and places and and then of course the scenery it's just like i just get such a good feeling being on that coast i don't know what it is i don't know if it's like that that coast is my spirit animal or something but um the pch is your spirit animal i never thought of this because we talked about either going up or down but i guess if you're going south it probably is better because you're on the right side and you're closer to the edge. So you could, you know, feasibly see more because you're a little closer on that. You know what I mean? I never thought of that. But maybe it's a little better going south than it is going north. Yeah. I want to do it again yeah. and again and again. And I've been all over the world and I've been on a lot of epic drives and seen a lot of incredible things. And it's still my favorite drive. Yeah. PCH is, is something special. My number three is a place that you have been been you have at least been to this country whether you've been to this area in that country i am not sure so i'm interested to hear if you have been but that is the isle of sky in scotland yes i camped there for a night so the isle of sky we had been we had been told about the isle of sky especially um by uh tiffany who is our community manager over at location indy and also works with us at extra pack of peanuts so and is responsible for this podcast getting on itunes so you have her to thank when you're listening to this and she just raved 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 about scotland in general and isle sky and like yeah we got to go and it had been a pretty dreary trip through scotland up until that point which is kind of par for the course but we were really hoping yeah, you know, like we have one day, one full day on Sky to road trip around it. And we got smiled upon, Jay, because it was a beautifully sunny day from the moment we woke up, got in the car around eight, drove around, saw um, the Quarang, which is those cool little spire mountains. And I want to go back and hike, uh, you know, because we like would stop and then go up and hike a little bit. But I'd love to take a day where you just like that was the purpose or even a few days of, of just hiking. Um, but, and that'll come up in my next two as well. Maybe I just need to become you and become more of a hiker, but we saw the quarrying. We did that. Um, the fairy, the fairy grove was, um, or the fairy glen. People are like, you got to find this fairy glen. There's no signs. Here's what you do. Turn right here. This lady was telling me, and I could barely understand her because of her thick Scottish accent. And lo and behold, though, I said to Hath, we're never going to find this place. She's like, she kind of described it, and all of a sudden I saw a road that in my head just seemed like the road she was talking about. And we took it, and we're like, this isn't it. This is leading nowhere. And all of a sudden we come around a corner in the little fairy glen, and uh, just, it's hard to describe what it looked like, but it looked like a place that fairies would live, hence why it's nicknamed that. You know, like you can just imagine little sprites jumping around. There's little pools of water and little rock formations everywhere and these cool little, um, like, jagged hills of rock that you could scramble up and it's all very green it was one of those travel days because then as soon as we got it got dark and we got back to our wigwam that we were staying in at 6 p.m the skies opened up with some of the most torrential rain i've ever seen and we thought this would have been okay in the rain but it would have been way worse we it was just the perfect storm pun intended of of everything that day so isle of sky um with the Quarang and the Fairy Glen and all that, that's my number three. Nice. Awesome. I didn't see any of that stuff, uh, actually, believe it or not. But um, <laughs> Time to go back. That's another story. But yeah, you got to have uh, something to go back to, right? Um, well, I also wasn't hitchhiking around the entire country of Scotland for charity like you were. So I had a little more time on my hands. Yeah, but that, yeah. Well, I got to get back. That's all I'm saying. Um, we're at number two and one already, huh? 
This is crazy. Ge- we are getting to the bottom. This was tough because um, I felt like a moral obligation to make a certain place number one. I think I can guess what that is, but, then, but go ahead. I didn't. Well, okay. For those of you that might be hearing my voice for the first time and don't know me, I am married to a Norwegian girl and I live in Oslo, Norway. And when I first came to Norway, I thought, well, what a great way to know a country. Um, road trip through it, you know, learn a little bit more about the country. And um, it was about three weeks of straight rain. <laughs> but I came to Norway and we did this road trip and I got to see a good bit of Norway. You know, I mean, there's, it's a big country and there's a lot to see. So I wouldn't, I I wouldn't even say a good bit. I got to see a little bit of Norway. Right. Um, but I did get out to the West coast and saw the fjords and went to Bergen, which is like a UNESCO world heritage city. And now I've been to Stavanger and other different places around Norway. So my number two, listen to that Norwegian accent, Stavanger, (laughs) my number two, is I don't want to say Norway because I haven't been to a lot of places, but I'm going to pick a specific place in Norway. And um, it's this hike we did. We stayed at this place called Boyum Camping in Fjarland. Um, and that's spelled like FJ and then AE. They have the Norwegian letter AE and then R-L-A-N-D. Um, and in the Dalsbreen National Park, um, there was this hike. I don't know the name of the trail, actually, but I have to say, as hikes go, if I had to like rank hikes, which maybe we'll do, so I won't. I shouldn't spoil it. But I, I better get my hiking yeah, shoes on and do some more hikes if we're hiking if we're ranking hikes. This is uh, probably. I'm a little skint on the number <laughs> of hikes I've done. This of all the places I've been, we've talked about. You know, you've heard this list, and I, I don't want to spoil too much from the other list on the zero to travel, but. Um, this might have been like the most beautiful hike I've ever been on, if not the most beautiful, because when we got up to sort of this top, first of all, it was just beautiful the whole way, you know, flowers and nature and mountains and everything. But you get to the top and on one side you are, um, you can, you're looking at like a glacier, like a full on, like feeling the cold wind off the glacier. Then you turn around 180 degrees and you're looking down like a Norwegian fjord, like a classical Norwegian fjord. And I mean, just like I'm, I'm looking, I'm turning one way and the other. And I'm like, how is this? What do I look at? What do I look at? All in one place. And like, I can be experiencing this. So um, so yeah, this little hike near Fjordland, I'm going to pick as my number two. I got to You know, we were in Norway and we didn't get to do that hike. Where is Fjordland in relation to anything I would know or maybe other people would know? Is it out on the west? Yeah, it's on it's out on the west coast north of um Bergen. Okay. All right. All right. Well, God, let's hope you stay in Oslo for a little while longer. Well, no, I mean, I want you to come back to the States, man, because then Dude. we can see each other easier. But we have to go. We, I, we'll have I got to get to Fjarland. We have to take you guys there. Fjarland or bust. Fjarland or bust. And it's like one of these places. It's not like, you know, a place everybody goes type of thing. You know? Right. right. Yeah. A little local yokel spot there with Jason Moore, the Oslo resident now. Yeah. Norway's pretty special when you get out in those fjords and have some fun there i don't know always a a good time i don't know if i'm gonna get 
uh, some slack from my wife because Norway's not number one. But uh, Trav, maybe you should tell. Yeah, we, um, we all know she doesn't listen to our podcast anyway, right? I mean, come on. I think we're pretty safe. Anything we say on the podcast, our wives dude, will probably can, never listen. Can we to. post up the e flop in the show notes? I mean, we can. If if uh, in the show notes, <laughs> if you're listening and you go to the show notes of this show, so you can get an extra pack of slash shows. Find the show. We will put up a video. Of me in Norway doing my EPOP pose, which you may have seen if you follow us on social media. And uh, it goes horribly wrong. Not not horribly, because nothing bad happened, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's still... Well, one of the funniest things that's happened, Jay, you can oh, speak to how funny man. it was. You said you literally watched it 30 times yeah, over I, and over and couldn't stop laughing. I, I still can't, even when I'm thinking about it. It's still one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. So that little video will be on the show notes of extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. And then you'll know why I'm saying fjords like that, because <laughs> yeah. that's part of that there, uh, like 10 second video, basically. I wish America's Funniest Home Videos was still out or maybe oh, it is somewhere. I should submit it because it it's, be it's definitely pretty, pretty funny. My number two is a place that forever has been my number one. And just recently, in the last year, has gotten bumped from the number one spot. And I'm going to explain why when I when I go over the one that is my number one. But without dilly-dallying too much here, number two is the Lauterbrunnen Valley and Interlaken in Switzerland. And Jay chatted a little bit about this on uh, the Zero to Travel podcast, which, again, don't forget, if you want to listen to the first part of the show where we count down 20 to 11 – Go listen to Zero to Travel. Um, we talked a little bit about this, but for me, A, this was one of my first times ever ever really traveling. And so I was living in Hroll outside of uh, Lausanne, Switzerland. And then I took this trip with the guys I was living with and we went to Interlaken for the first time. And I thought, oh my gosh, what? Like, where am I? Talk about thinking you're on a movie set. It's insane. It is insane how gorgeous it is. And it's exactly what you picture when you think of Alpine, Switzerland. So Interlaken itself is great. A fun little town. A lot of cool sports going on. But then you get out of Interlaken into the Lauterbrunnen Valley. And you're, there's just streams everywhere. And, and cattle and cow, you know, cows and like bright green grass and chateau, like little chalets everywhere. And then you get up into the mountains and the place that you mentioned as well, all kind of encapsulated in this, the same area of Gimmelwald, uh, which is this tiny, I, you can't say it's a town. It's what, 10 houses, Jay, 12 houses on the side of a mountain with the one of the best hostels I've ever stayed at in my life. Definitely the one with the best view, the mountain hostel up in Gimmelwald. And you're just staring at the Alps. You're in the Alps. You're staring at them. You're hearing the cows walk around. There, there are cowbells clanging. You're hiking wherever you want. You're drinking a beer on the deck, thinking, how did I end up here? What is this? Is this real life? Um, and I went once and thought it was beautiful. And I've been back then twice, two times after. And, you know, you're kind of a little scared sometimes. Like, I want to show someone this, it, but is it going to be as magical as I remember? And both times I've been back. It, yep, that's why it's right at the top of my list. It's that incredible, that beautiful stay in the mountain hostel, which Jay, both of us did stay in with that before we knew each other. We had both stayed in the mountain hostel, so that was cool. Stay up there, stay in Gimmelwald, and spend a few days at least in Interlaken. It's, it's, in, it's just amazing it is an amazing place and one of the prettiest places on earth for sure so 
we're going next summer, right? That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard in all of that. We're going. It can't be on both of our lists and us not go there together. No, then that's that's no. Nah, we're gonna maybe we should rent. Oh, we should ask her if we can rent out the mountain hostel and have a party there. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Little EPOP location in the zero to travel party at the mountain hostel in Gimmelwald. I think uh, maybe that can be arranged. Is that a menage? Is that that, <laughs> we're going to have a menage a trois <laughs> party at the mountain hostel in Gimmelwald. It's an so my number two, my number two. Uh, we got to be hit with a drum roll here because we've been talking a lot, but now we're at the creme de la creme, the number one. Chris, hit us with a drum roll right I don't, here. I don't know if... We need a drum roll, or if we need like cowbells clanging at this point, or something, because you've got throw that, all those sounds in you've there. Got that all auditory thing like in my head now. I can't get it out. Um. All right, number Dumb. one, one word, Patagonia, Patagonia, and um, I was so fortunate. Uh, this is back in two thousand six, end of. 2005 beginning of 2006 um i'd been get out your travel scroll check yeah, it out getting out my travel scroll uh, i've been working a lot on the road and um like um my girl and i at the time were like you know what let's go have like a summer somewhere because we're always working in the summer here in the states we're road tripping but we're working well let's um let's go to patagonia and I spent a little time there solo and then she came down and we ended up doing this trip that ended up being three and a half months in Patagonia, mostly in Argentinian Patagonia, but also in Chile, and just got to see so many spectacular places, hiked our brains out, did the whitewater rafting, did a bike tour, um, <clears throat> climbed volcanoes. Are the, salt, are the salt flats? Are the salt flats no, that's, in Patagonia? No, that's in the north. That's, okay. that's in the north. The Bolivian. Um, yeah. Climbed volcanoes. You, you went there, like, though, right? Uh, you no, went there, too. No, I have not been there. Oh. No. All right. Another um, trip we got to do. We're together, literally just either. like spending almost the entire time in Patagonia and okay. everything from like Tierra del Fuego down in Ushuaia, which is like the southernmost tip in on the globe, to um, Los Glaciares National Park and just being able to like hike in and see these famous mountains, the Fitzroy and um, the doing the we did the the W Trek in um, Torres del Paine Park. So you got these this just unbelievably blue water like you've never seen before uh, ringed by these you know the famous mountains that you've seen the pictures of if you if you've ever looked at pictures of mountains you've seen them somewhere trust me like um and just What's got to mountain? just play in patagonia for almost four months wow. it was an incredible time in life and certainly i i have to say it's number one the most beautiful place in the world that i've been and if you spent four months there you you can solidly say that right you know sometimes and and kind of how i felt with interlocking going back and seeing it again and then going back a third time you, you feel comfortable making that statement because you were there you saw a lot of i mean you know yeah, a I'm, huge I'm covering chunk of it, a, a which is pretty cool area you know it's a little bit of sure. a cheat i guess i didn't pick a specific uh, place it's, it's a region it's a region yeah. it's a legit region it's not a jason moore region saying i'm just gonna throw a, 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 a net over this <laughs> yeah all the national parks patagonia a legit region mm -hmm. um definitely super jelly man um that was not on my list of a place a top beautiful place that I want to see on the Location Indie podcast, but should have 
definitely should have been, and that was an oversight on my part because Heather and I have both been wanting to go there for a long, long time, and anyone who, who I know who has gone there just gushes about it. It's one of those type of things, right, where no one comes back and is like, eh, it's just Patagonia. And I feel that way about my number one, and this place is is the most beautiful place I've ever been and <laughs> I feel very com- I know it's a- <laughs> I feel very 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 I feel very comfortable yeah. saying that because I it was just that awe inspiring and so the reason it beat out Switzerland was because it reminded me a bit of Switzerland but was less touristed and even more off the beaten path, and I had to work harder to get there and things like that. And that is, yeah, you probably, it's a country that if anyone listens to this podcast, they know I gush about over and over, and it finds its way on almost every podcast we do. But that is the town of Omalo in the country of Georgia. Um, it's only open to car, like you can only get up to it four-ish months a year, basically during the summer, because if you go any other time, you just can't go any other time because it's a dirt road up mountains that are 12, 13, 14,000 feet high, and it's snowed in, and it's scary enough going up in the summer. People die all the time going up, um, and it's one of the world's most dangerous roads. So you go up in the summer, and you get up there, Jay, there's, I, I mean, the drive up is in, is insanity in its own right. I, I, every time, like, you want to stop and take pictures, but you're also scared because you're like, uh, please don't stop, just get me there. And um, there's a cross at the highest point that's that is one of the coolest pictures I've ever taken. And and then you you go down and you're and you're in Omalo and you walk, you know, where you drive in and there's this old castle from 1200 BC on like the 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 highest mountain in the town and then and it everything kind of looks up to that and then you come into the town and there's maybe 40 houses there there's two guest houses you don't really pick you just kind of just stay where there's room there's no rest there's no restaurants there's nothing you just get fed at at the guest house although the guest house we stayed in had some of the most comfortable beds I've ever been in. I they probably were like they probably pulled the down off the ducks themselves and like hand stitched these things because there's nothing up there. Three or four people do live there year round. They just they don't want to leave and they're older. So they stock up provisions for like eight months worth of food and and firewood and, and stuff like you know what I mean to to survive. Um but there's just who all these, are you those can just, people. That's when you I wish you spoke the language. Gotta, you could just talk to those people. Like that's who I have to interview, right? right. Like that would be an interesting person to get on. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? And what's it like in December when you haven't seen another person for four or five months? You know. Um, but it's it's incredible. You just you can climb up to the castle. You can do whatever you want. You could go anywhere. There's all these mountain ranges. You're looking out at the Caucasus Mountains. So you're looking at these snow-capped, jagged peaks right in front of you. And there are horses running all through these big mountains, like these green, lush mountains. And I remember saying to someone, that, yeah, our driver, I'm like, hey, who, like, and then there's people riding horses too. There's like literary cowboys riding around like doing work and stuff doing cowboy things <laughs> yeah doing like riding from three towns over to deliver a message or whatever right. 
because um, there are a few towns up in that, like sprinkled in that area. There's, there's maybe like five of them, um, and it's it's an hour drive between each one, even though it's like four or five miles. You could essentially almost walk faster um, because of the crazy roads you have to go through. But I remember asking, like, who who are these? Like, whose horses are these? Why are there these horses just running around? Like this this is out of a movie. I'm watching horses gallop across. The, you know, with these snow-capped mountains in the background, watch him gallop across these this green grass. Who whose are they? And the guy's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, who whose horses are these? Like, who owns these? What are they doing here?" He goes, "They're horses." I'm like, "I don't know." Turns out they're wild horses. Like, yeah. which I, you know, we're not used I, it's, to it's, it's a, that it's, being a no, thing, right? I, I feel like it's a pretty rare. I mean, maybe it's yeah, not like, rare oh, in other parts of the world, but for us, like. I think I th- can think of one place I think in the states where you can see wild horses. It's like somewhere in near Chincoteague Island or Assateague or Island or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, Assateague Island. But and even yeah. So Jay, it was like I was like, oh, so you mean just as if it was like a wild fox? This is a horse that lives <laughs> right. unencumbered by a human owning it. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh yeah, but we like ride them sometimes if we can catch them. <laughs> really? We'll get. Out. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. What it's, must that ride be like? I do. Oh and what, God, hang it, on. It, it's insane, man. And there's so many stories from from those few days up there. And these kids were like sledding down a hill in the summer on cardboard, just like sledding down the grass. But they were like flying and they wanted me to do it with them like oh dude i'm gonna like break my neck doing this there's not a hospital within 10 hours of here so it was it was i I keep using the word stunning but this was the most impressed i've ever been i i took a video and i literally kept saying out loud to myself no one else was around people probably thought it's crazy I, i went out one night kind of right around dusk and i kept saying is this real life is, am I in real life? This seems like a fake thing, like a movie set that I'm just here and that people get to enjoy this beauty all the time. I mean, not all, not people don't live up there all the time, but I mean, people come up here and this is a place that exists that I could easily have never found my way to and I would never know it was here and it was this beautiful if I hadn't been there. So, I, I mean, there's a few other places in Georgia that are apparently as pretty up in the Spinetti region, which I didn't get to, so I can't wait to go there. There's a town there, Jay, really quick, called Ushulu, Ushulu, that up until 20 years ago, they actually wore armor. Like, they were knights, and they wore chain mail, and had swords, and wore armor. (laughs) Really? Yes. And I'm like, there's no way that's true. And our driver's like, no, I'm telling you, that is... 100% 100% true. I've been there. That happened. Like, they, that was just their way of life for the last 700 years. And they just, they didn't change up until about wow. 20 years ago. So, wow. a pretty remote, pretty cool area. And um, all told, then, Omalo in Georgia, my number one. Man. The best trips is, down memory lane. Yeah. The best is when you get to spend like some days in a place like that, you know, where you just like, you can just be there and just really soak it up. And, and there's no, I mean, there's nothing else to do, right? I mean, you're fed what you're nothing. fed. You're in the place. And then that brings a certain level of peace, too, where you can just really relax. I mean, right? Did you did you feel that sort of like, hey, I, there's not a million oh, places yeah. to choose I, to eat. And I mean, we're here. We're just get to enjoy the, the beauty of this place. There is not a care in the world. You can't care about anything. There's there's nothing to do except just be there and eat a huge meal that they give you for breakfast, a huge meal they give you for lunch, a huge meal they give you for dinner 
drink all the homemade wine because they would never let you tell them no that you don't want any more and just hang out and uh well, speaking about sledding. hikes that you can go sledding yeah right? you can go sledding <laughs> you could try to ride a wild horse apparently um but those are about the that's about what you do uh, obviously a lot of people go up there and hike and that is a place that i would be uh, like if you could do oh, like 3 4 day hikes where you actually traverse some of these mountains and you're not even in this little town of 40 people and then you're out where no one is that would be pretty neat. I mean, you're tr- you're trotting some ground that very few people have been on before, which would be pretty fun. Yeah. Well, another place to add to my list, I guess. Put it put it on the list, folks. Um. So there you go. We have counted down our twenty most beautiful places Woo! with a bunch of honorable mentions thrown in. Bunch Woo! of honorable mentions. <laughs> Woo, it feels good. Don't forget, guys. If you want the first half of this episode where we're counting down 20 to 11, you can get that on the Zero to Travel podcast. You can get that at zerototravel.com. Jay, they can find you on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Overcast. However you're finding this podcast, you can find Jay's podcast. All right? That's that's pretty easy, right? Wherever podcasts live, find the Zero to Travel podcast. We had a lot of fun on that one. Some other great stories and trips down memory lane. And it was just really fun to do this joint podcast here. And we're calling it the Menage a Trois of podcasts because we actually did a third episode, which was the 16 most beautiful places that we want to go to that we have not been to before. And that is on our podcast that Jay and I co-host weekly, the Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E podcast. You can find that by going to locationindie.com. You can find that where all the podcasts live. And don't forget as well with Location Indie, one fun fact, Jay, about Location Indie podcast, we keep it to 30 minutes. Well, we set a timer and we, we keep it right around 30 minutes. So it's a little quicker, a little faster. We don't let ourselves blabber on as much. Um, so we, we, a little bit different of a vibe there, but check that out over at location, over at the location, any podcast. And then of course, you can also, if you're listening live the day this comes out, September 26, we open up our community location indie only two or three times a year. So this is a rare rare event, but we are allowing new members to join Location Indie right now from September 25th through September 29th, 2017. The doors are open. You can go to locationindie.com, find out more information. But if you want to join a community of people who, A, love traveling, there are some people in there, Jay, that put us, not to shame when it comes to traveling, but they can talk about travel as much, if not more than us, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful community. Yeah. I mean, we'd be thrilled to have you if it's something that's, uh, that you're interested in. I mean, we're, um, we don't open it up very often, so it's always an exciting time. And then we get everybody, you know, we close it so we can make sure everybody's comfortable and settled and we can introduce people to other people and really get everybody going in the right direction, whatever that means to their goals and what they want to do with location independence. So it's, um, it's an exciting time, man. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like college, right? We open the doors, you come in, you come in with your like other newbies, you have orientation, we have a kick, I, was, I almost cursed here, that was weird. We have a kick butt orientation program that we do the second week after everyone joins and you're kind of all new together and then you like look up to the other people, the veterans who have been there, they help you out. A lot of cool stuff that we do and that's why we only open it a few times a year. And this time that we're opening it now, this will be the cheapest that it has ever been. We are raising the price now. So if you get in right now, it's $33 a month. Um, that price is going up and going up fairly substantially. So if you want to get in at that, at that cheap price that's been that price for the last two years, you have to get in this time. 
Um, but yeah, check it out. People love travel, love helping people build businesses. And it really is a means to an end, Jay, where the goal is to help you create a lifestyle and a business and find ways to make money so that you can be location independent, which means you can get out and travel more. You can spend four months if you want in um, in Patagonia. You can make your way to Omalo where there's no internet and get off the grid for a couple of days. You can do all of that because you're setting the rules and you're leading this life of freedom. So check that out, locationindie.com. And man, dude, there's, want... there's like so many places we mentioned. I don't oh, even, I, I don't want it to end the trip uh, down memory lane. I know. I want to thank you for um, letting me uh, record this show with you here on the Extra Pack of Penis podcast too, because uh, it was just so fun, like we talked about before, to go through the list. And yeah, we encouraged everybody, I think, think on the zero to travel podcast to make your own list and if you want to just make your top 10 most beautiful places you've ever been in the world list do it because thinking about the list and then making the list and then talking about the list has brought back so many incredible memories from i just feel so grateful that i've gotten to live all of these memories and experience these places and have this as a part of me that that can never be taken away you know i'm just God, so it's awesome. It's and after you make amazing. your list, let us know because hey, we're always looking for more places to go in case you couldn't mm-hmm. figure that out. True let that. us know. Tweet us at zero to travel at pack of peanuts. Make your list top ten most beautiful places you've ever been. Then let us know. Shoot us that list. Um, what are the ten places most beautiful places you've been? Did any crossover from what we said? Are there places that we missed that we should really be, keep an eye on? Let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. And um, don't forget to, if you are out traveling, shout out to our sponsor for today's show, Tortuga Backpacks. Jay, big fan of Tortuga Backpacks as well. Also carries his around. So when we're out traveling together, we're kind of like little uh, twinsies there with our Tortuga Outbreaker backpacks. So check that out. Um, TortugaBackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. You'll get 10% off your entire order. And Jay, we love traveling, but like we ended your show, I think this is a great little sentiment, right? We love traveling, but one of the best trips we can take is a trip down memory lane. (laughs) It's so true. Thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget, um, thank you for all the support, as always, that makes us the number one slash maybe number two. Zero to Travels right there. Uh, podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. It's friendly competition, Jay. It's friendly. Cheers. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>